Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're about to listen to a uh, pretty short episode of Treks and Sci-Fi. It's February 5th, 2023, and this will be show 892. I debated a lot. I, I couldn't pin down or get a uh, guest host this week, and I was going to do a skip week or a repeat but I thought I would do a short show, and mainly I'm going to talk about the new Picard trailer that dropped last about a week ago, pretty much right after last week's podcast, because it was played during the second um, football game, playoff football game last weekend, so last Sunday night or whatever. I've watched it a couple times, and I thought we could talk a little bit about it in the upcoming season, get a little excited for it. So this is going to be a short show, maybe a half hour, maybe a little less. And going to just kind of crank it out and, and talk about the, like I said, the Picard trailer and a couple other things. But yeah, I got uh, a lot of new things coming in the next month or two. And uh, I'm pretty excited by it all, including uh, the next Ant-Man movie. And listen to this. A lot has changed about my life. We literally saved the world. But right now, the only job I want is being a dad. Scott Lang, you want to get out of here? And I need to get out of here. Bring me what I want. What's that? You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much time. He's a monster who thinks he's a god. Everything you call a life. Yeah! I will burn out of time. Yeah! He's got Cassie. We'll stop him together. You think you can beat me? Yeah! Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Rated PG-13. In theaters February 17th. Get tickets now. Yeah, so there you go. Quantumania. Quantumania. <laughs> it's, uh, sounds like an old rock album, right? Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania, pretty long title. I'm excited for it. You know, there's been a lot of, and by the way, that that's going to be your opening. Uh, we're not going to do a, my normal Treks and Sci-Fi opening credits because this is going to be a a mini show. Like the the uh, Anomaly ladies used to do the mini casts, you know, shorter shows. And But um, but so the, uh, so yeah, so that's going to be your opening for this podcast. Anyway, the... There's been a lot of talk about Marvel over the last, you know, couple of years. There's a lot of the fan base, a lot of people out there, you know, oh, Marvel isn't as good. They've lost their thing, whatever. They don't really care for these TV shows they've done that much. That The last couple of movies, have, you know, had a lot of mixed feelings about them. So, you know, I think there's a lot riding on this movie. I, I, I don't know. I think... As someone who's read Marvel comics for a very long time, uh, comics, like anything really in entertainment or anything else, it kind of has its ups and downs. You kind of have to have like um, – it's like the farmers. I, Rico's spinning already or tangenting. But, you know, you leave some fields kind of fallow for a while and you don't really work hard on them and, you, and then you come back like – you can't be in, you know, Avengers Endgame every movie, and it took 10 years or whatever to build to that. So I'm fine with this. I mean, I was always kind of, I mean, I, I love the X-Men. I love Spider-Man. I mean, I love some of the big books, but I like some of the smaller comics too and, and less crazy, intense end of the world. You know, I've said about Discovery, Star Trek Discovery, and here's some more tangenting. 
tangenting. I think I, that needs to be a word if it's not. But, you know, there's not every season of Discovery or in every every movie, every TV show has to be the end of the world. <laughs> you know, I, I just I, and, and it. At the end of the day, for me, it's it's more about was I entertained? Did I enjoy it? Uh, like the last Thor movie, I know a lot of people talked about it, it had you know kind of over comedy and and yeah, I see that a little bit, but I really enjoyed it a lot. I I like Natalie Portman and as as Jane Foster. I like the fact that the two of them were together more in that movie. Um, you know, the that started out the Thor movies together, and I, I thought she was really good. Uh, and, uh, you know, the I thought the villain was interesting. I, I think they I think an extended cut of that movie, truthfully, could be more interesting and, and better. I don't know when they I think it. Yeah, it's out on out on Blu-ray and DVD, but I don't think I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think there's an extended cut that I know of. I'll have to check into that. But um, Marvel doesn't actually do that a whole lot. I don't think I mean, they'll have some deleted scenes, but. I don't think they do extended cuts very much, but the point is with all this and, and Wakanda just came out the, the second black Panther movie and that's getting, you know, had some mixed people, mixed comments. Although I, I will say about Wakanda or any of some of these movies, there's a very different experience waiting and watching them on TV. Like I went to see the Thor movie in the theater. I saw Wakanda in the theater. I think it's much more, um, a movie experience with a with an audience and 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 when it's just out, uh, I think there's there's a lot to be said for that. I think it's different than just sitting at home and clicking it on and you can pause it and go get a drink or go make popcorn, which I do, uh, but because I do love popcorn. But the um, yeah, so and I'm not trying to kind of make excuses. It's just it's just always as as I've done since I've started the podcast. These are just my thoughts and my opinions. Maybe they line up with yours, maybe they don't. That's fine. You can always email me trekSFgmail.com. and uh, by the way, supporting the show Trek that's over at patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. Thanks to everyone that does that. We just started a new month again. Appreciate you guys. But um I it's it's I've talked to my friends about this, you know, you know, some of uh, the people you've seen heard on the podcast over the years, you know, especially like Joe and Chris and Angela and Jen, you know, there's there's this commonality and like especially on the Internet of everything having to be either a most amazing thing ever or or it's garbage. You know, there's just I've, I've said this so many times. Thing world the world isn't like that. Your life isn't like that. <laughs> you have a lot of days that are, you know. I remember or how Chris always says, you know, he says it's fine. You know, it's like it's it's fine. It, it, you know, uh, uh, so and again, I know people have bigger issues and other things and whatever. That's fine. But I'm really excited to see Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. It's introducing Kang, who's a huge, huge character, and and and. He's like one of those sort of Marvel does this, I think, a good job. I, I think DC, this is where DC kind of can fail sometimes. Um, I, I think Marvel does a good job of making their villains somewhat relatable, you, you know, uh, and uh, even Thanos, you know, was was like there were people who could see sort of his point of view in a way. Uh, and th- that's important. And they didn't they don't he's not just sort of a black and white cardboard cutout villain. And I think I'm hoping Kang's going to be the same way. The guy playing him, Jonathan Majors, 
really like that actor a lot. I, everything I've been seeing him in, um, he's he, he's really good. Uh, and uh, he's he's going to be in this new Creed three movie. It's funny. He's got a couple movies coming out. I think Creed three is next month. This month is this one, obviously. And I just watched um, – there's a movie called Devotion uh, that I think I mentioned it on the podcast, but that's on uh, – it's on Paramount Plus, yeah, and uh, it's a it's a war movie, a flying movie, and and I really enjoyed that. So, but um, yeah, so that was a lot about Ant Man and Wasp and Marvel. <laughs> I think a lot of comic talk, a lot of comic things uh, going on, a lot, a lot of you know the the other big thing that I was going to mention this week uh, is the uh, the big James Gunn video announcement of all these new DC projects that are coming. And I'm kind of cautiously optimistic. I mean, I, I'm i a little, uh, I, I will say I'm a little tired of them sort of redoing or rebooting the DC, you know, world of things. I, I think they had some good stuff and I think it kind of, they, I, I wish they could have let some of the things last a little longer, like Stargirl, for example, you know, and things, and I don't know again about the Lois and Clark show, but some of this stuff, I mean, he's going to do some things he's, he's definitely doing, and I won't go through all his announcements, maybe next time in the podcast, but he, you know, they've got us, I think the new, the biggest movie coming from him that's going to kind of start it off is a, a Superman movie. He mentioned basically TV and movie projects. Uh, Amanda Waller is going to have a show. Uh, I mean, he's doing some obscure things. He's doing another Swamp Thing thing. They're going to do a Supergirl movie, Superman movie. I think Supergirl's a movie, right? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so a lot's going to – it always comes down to the story, which he, he was very – James Gunn in the, in the video was very adamant about the story is important, the most important thing, basically. I think the casting is going to be important, you know, but um, – yeah, so you know, it's uh, as a longtime comic fan, I've said this before. Also, I, we're living in an age where it's hard for me to even complain about the fact that we're getting all these movie and TV shows. Same thing with Star Wars, Star Trek. I mean, there's just so much great stuff to watch, and uh, so I'll watch it, and then I'll decide whether I like it or not, or what I think of it. And and hopefully, there won't be too many comparisons. You know, that's the that's the struggle that people get into is. Oh, it's not as good as the last, you know, Batman and Superman characters and movies and all that. Um, so, and it looks like they are trying to separate like that Matt Reeves Batman. You know, they're doing another one of those, but it's going to be a separate. They're calling it Elseworlds or whatever. And the comic world has done this a lot. You know, Marvel had a whole uh, different universe called the Ultimate Universe for a while where it was like, it was a way for them to do characters again, kind of younger versions of themselves, a little different and kind of restart it because comics are kind of intimidating when you pick up an issue of Spider-Man and it's on like 959 and action comics is in the thousands now. So they I think I think they're they're always worried they want to keep new readers coming in and they think that's going to I know when I started comics, even that even way back when I started reading them, I, I was a little bit. Oh, you know, here's here's issue whatever a couple hundred and something of of Spider-Man or Batman or whatever and but after a few issues you pretty much know and get into the groove and know what's going on. You don't need to know everything. It's um it's doable and it's not that honestly it's, it it didn't really ever 
put me off too much. But all right, that was a lot of blather uh, on hopefully <laughs> you guys enjoyed my blather. If you're if you're listening, you probably do. So, okay, let us get into the Picard thing. Everybody's going gaga, you know. I was I'm a little disappointed, you know, all these people out there uh, and I'm getting I feel like I'm getting a little cachet out in the world of Star Trek from going to San Diego Comic-Con and going to, you know, getting pictures with, you know, Strange New Worlds cast members and and hanging out and and getting on lists of of press things and all this. By the way, I do have uh looks like I'm going to have a giveaway soon for the season 1 of uh Strange New Worlds. I was contacted by somebody doing the distribution on that. I, I'm not quite sure if it's going to be just digital codes to get a digital version of season one or, or actual physical copies of Blu-rays or DVDs or something. I'm not positive. I think it's just going to be a digital, like five digital codes to down, you know, to get digital versions of it. But hey, that's still cool, right? You can watch those on your devices wherever you're at. So I should have that uh, sometime in the coming weeks. The... Um, but what was I, I spun off on that? Oh, well, uh, they sent out, I guess, the first six episodes to a lot of Star Trek people out there, call it. People who do podcasts, people that are in the news, in the press, and and, and essentially everybody's going gaga for, for, for season three of Star Trek Picard. What I, what I want to say, though, is this is what I keep hearing, and I'm kind of, yeah, I would say it bothers me slightly. Season one and season two of Picard, I, I liked and I enjoyed. They were never meant to be continuation of TNG, right? That, that was very made very clear. That's not the show that they wanted to do for multiple reasons, I guess. Um, I'm sure that most fans, especially all the TNG fans, and I'm a big TNG fan, uh, you know, would have been like, oh, man, it would have been cool to have a TNG, a sort of a rebooted TNG series, right, from the get-go. But that's not what they did. They never they never were touting it as that, never advertising it like that. But again, I totally understand that everybody's really excited and and to bring all the, you know, major cast members back and have them work on kind of another final thing. I think Nemesis is their final outing. That movie people is a little, you know, is fairly weak. People didn't really care for it that much. I mean, it, well, I didn't think it was all that strong. Uh, but the... So this idea, you know, to get a kind of a proper send off, because I think the original crew, once they got up to like the undiscovered country, I think they got a nice send off movie and, you know, Shatner came back, you know, in the next one, but in the first next gen movie, but the, I, I think they got a nice, and I think we're all hoping and wishing for TNG to have the same, although they're also talking about maybe this thing continuing, maybe they'll call it something else. They won't call it Picard probably anymore, but um so the the point is that these episodes they sent out, everybody's really like, oh, my gosh, the show is so good. You guys are all are going to love it and go crazy for it and all this. And everybody's on, you know, talking about like, oh, and, and people who are kind of in the know and, and, and know even more like a, a couple people I follow, like Doug Drexler online. He's they're all like, oh, yeah, don't you know, don't worry. It's going to be great. You know, it's going to be nothing like the first two seasons. You could ignore that. And like, I guess I get a little bothered that they're like poo-pooing so much on the first two seasons and then and then now like you know they're gonna do this and of course you're bringing all these beloved characters back in in a in a, the third season yeah everyone's gonna love that and and, I, and the story looks interesting 
Uh, and um, well, anyway, with all that said, let's check out this trailer. It, it's it's pretty lengthy, and uh, we got seven of nine still in it. We got most of the characters uh, from the previous seasons of Picard are back. Other other, you know, it's not just the TNG group hug. We've got there are things that happened in those first couple of seasons, so some of those characters won't be back. Uh, some of them I'm not quite sure of yet um, because they they haven't shown everything, of course, right? So let us watch the the. I think this will be the final, you know, full length trailer for season three of Picard. I'll play it. Uh, I'll watch it, and then I'll come back and comment a little, and we'll wrap this up. Admiral on the bridge, and captain on the bridge. You will probably find this inspection boring for the likes of you two. Boring? Well, we won't be blowing things up. Taking or engaging in fire, crash landing expectedly or unexpectedly. Those were the days. There is something coming. Battle stations. Some kind of attack. And Starfleet could be the target. There's a darkness, an all-consuming darkness. And it is getting stronger. John Luke, trust no one. Jean-Luc Picard. We will have vengeance. to the far reaches of space. But something's different now. This is the end, my friend. Jordy! Such pathetic old warriors. I too was once irrational, violent. Anybody you know, still the person you knew. This is life or death. It's always life or death. John Luke, when has it not been? With each ticking moment, I will take another piece of you. Battle stations! John Luke! Survival. <laughs> Human nature, pal. Fight, or we die. Hold it! Gun it! I need you. All of you. We're with you. Always. Engage! Well, are you enjoying this? Of course not. Are you? All right, it looks pretty good, huh? Right? Sounds good, looks good. I just, yeah, it's going to be great, of course. And, and uh, don't take anything what I said before. I played that, you know, talking about the previous seasons, and and you know, it, it's it's not much of a surprise that people out there are really loving this and enjoying it. The um, so there's yeah, there's a ton in this trailer, a lot to unpack. Uh, basically, I'm gonna let's start with. Um, I won't go into a ton of detail, but 
the first little bit that you see when they're coming aboard, that's that's on the the USS Titan, um, which you know has a there's a series of books out there by the way with uh, Riker in command of the Titan, but he's not in command of the Titan here. There's a guy named Captain Liam Shaw, played by Todd Stash. Wick Stashwick. Stash I've seen that guy in other stuff. He's he's a pretty good actor. I like him. He's he plays a little. He's a little off the wall, and he's the one who's saying in the trailer about you know this must be kind of boring for you guys. <laughs> there's no there's no shooting. There's no crashing on planets. That, you know and stuff like that. Um, but there's a whole blurb over on it's on a few Trek sites. I I usually go to trekcore.com, but. Um, one of the showrunner guys, Terry Metalis. Metalis? How do you say this guy's name? I can never remember. I've I've heard the guy talk. <clears throat> anyway, he talks about this Titan crew and and goes through them a little bit. Uh, the captain supposedly is a uh, former engineer with a long history in Starfleet, um, and I'm sure we'll learn more. But it looks like Picard and Riker are kind of touring the uh, the Titan. And uh, Jerry Ryan is back as Commander Seven of Nine. Uh, she's the Titans' first officer, um, which means I guess she's not with the Fenris Rangers at this point. And it, this is um, this is kind of a little bit weird because the way this blurb reads here it says something like, "Who joined the service following Admiral Picard's field commission in the season two finale of?" of the, you know, Star Trek Picard. And then seven was placed into an accelerated Starfleet program against her own judgment. You know, I mean, like she was on Voyager for a lot of years. I mean, how is she not sort of like in Starfleet, you know, I mean, already or whatever. She knows more about Starfleet and the ships and stuff. Well, although maybe bringing her up to speed on current ships and and crew and technology is, is something, but I really like Jerry Ryan. I'm glad they've included Seven. You know, I, I like the fact that they've got a connection there. Just kind of like they've got Janeway in in uh, Star Trek Prodigy. I, I, I like the fact that we're bringing, you know, her into this too. Uh, let's see. And then they go through some of the other crew that you, you see very briefly. I don't think any of these people have lines, but you can see some of them. Um, man, I'm going to slur some of these people's name, but basically there's... Um, there's a science officer who's a Vulcan, Lieutenant Tavine, uh, played by Stephanie Sijikowski. A Vulcan serves as Titan's uh, ofi- uh, official science officer, and several captains fought to have her on their bridge. Uh, you know, I, you know, Vulcans, you know, they're science guys. So let's let's bring in a scientist, uh, or sorry, a science officer who's a Vulcan. Yeah, that's fine. Makes sense. The um, Let's see, at Weaponry is a guy named Lieutenant Matthew Arliss Mura. Um, it's, let's see, he's served on the Titan for the last three years. Uh, he seems, you know, they says, give him everything we got, blah, blah, blah. Um, it looks like, um, oh, oh, sorry, I was I was reading ahead to the next one, sorry. The, um, there's... Uh, Oh, I'm getting confused here. Oh, sorry. Um, Mira, this this well, Lieutenant Mira, the the is a Bajoran. You can you can just see the little nose ridges. Uh, although he's, I don't see in the one photo they put here the little earring that they typically would wear. Maybe it's on his other ear, or maybe he doesn't wear it. So um, we got a Bajoran a tactical. Um, then we have somebody named Ensign Kova Rin Esmar. She speaks. Uh, she sorry. She serves as Titan's communication officer. Um, she speaks over 72 languages. Like, really? Uh, 72? 
in, in the years of, of universal translators, I almost think like it, it's almost to me a little weird when they, they make these things and say, oh, we speak all these languages. You would almost think that that would kind of fade away. But anyway, um, let's see. She's a member of the Hallian race uh, that was previously that was uh, mentioned in C or popped up in season two of Picard. And then we have at the helm, uh, we have, oh, sorry, scrolling down. The helm officer is NC, Ensign, sorry, I don't know, NC, <laughs> Ensign Sydney LaForge. She's one of Geordi's uh, daughters. Basically, there's a two Geordi, two of Geordi's daughters uh, show up in this, in this season. This one is a, the Titan's helm officer. There's another one who's an engineer like Geordi. Uh, and it, I guess we're going to meet her as well. Uh, so one, this one wanted to fly the ships. The other one wanted to make the ships. That's what they kind of comment here. And I think that that runs down most of the Titan bridge crew and things. Uh, so what do we know and what do we see in this trailer? You know, you see a few things. You see the Titan, you see a new Enterprise, you see, you see some of the Titan crew, you know, things happening, ships crashing. You see the villain, whatever her name is again. I'm not, you know, and you see this also new guy. You see Rafi, uh, who looks like she's still having a lot of issues. Uh, you see Lore, it looks like, right? Uh, you see this new, um, this new character um, uh, played by, let's see, he's... Um, Ed Spielers is the that's the actor's name, right? He's Beverly Crusher's assistant. That's the guy. Um, so, oh, sorry. Here's here's Amanda Plummer playing Vadek, um, who's the captain of this Shriek vessel. Uh, what I'm a little, you know, this is just me, you know, after seeing the trailer, which is super good and super exciting, and and I'm hearing that Jonathan Frakes as Riker has a lot going on, a lot to do, and does a great job in this season. Is so. But there's, you know, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, they got Moriarty in here popping up. They have lore. They have the, the what looks to be the main bad bad person, whatever, Vadek, Vadek, whatever, Amanda Plummer, who is off on some kind of revenge drive for Picard. Not really just against Starfleet, but seems to be focused on Picard for some reason, right? I still think there's a Romulan angle going on here. Uh, there, there seems to be a lot of that kind of style and look to her ship and and other things but um and and you know picard is has dealt with you know nemesis involved romulus and you know and all that so the um but they mentioned in this trailer like a coming darkness and all this talk of like things are different out here and there's a lot of this talk in here in this so kind of like i'm wondering if there's more to it than just you have a this this one person out on a revenge drive you know beverly crusher there's another little video clip out there where she sends a message to jean-luc you know kind of trying to pull him back in she's she's been out there doing some kind of humanitarian kind of aid thing i think is what it is and then she goes missing and you know it's the typical get the crew back together and go stop things and save people and do things like that but my point is, is there seems like there's more going on here than just a simple bad guy, you know, versus Picard and his crew th situation. There's there's more to it, I think. Uh, we see Worf in action, even though he says he's a pacifist, pacifist now. Looks like looks like he's being, you know, hooked in with Rafi quite a bit. And I, I, I like that idea. They, they seem to be sort of similar characters. I could see them. That That's a good combo, I think. 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited and and really uh, just yeah, it's going to be good. It's less than two weeks away now. The 16th it starts here in, in the U.S. I think it's a day later in Canada and outside. I'm not sure. Amazon Prime, I think, in in a lot of the international, and I and I hope that's happening. I don't. I haven't heard from t- too many people yet about. I hope it's happening pretty quickly. Like they they kind of. I think the last season of Discovery, or was it the last season of Picard? I'm not sure, but there were, there were these delays because they were trying to work out some of these international uh, contracts and things. So I'm hoping with season three of Picard, especially with all the TNG people in it, that they'll that they won't have a lot of other countries having to wait. Cause honestly, there's ways to get a hold of these episodes. If you're stuck like that. And I know if I was stuck in some other country and, and had to wait months to see this, it would be killing me. And I, you don't want to be spoiled either for, for things. So yeah, I think it's going to be 10 episodes be running. I think one per week starting on the 16th. And then the, the very next day we get quantum mania. So that'll, that's going to be a big, uh, big weekend to watch stuff. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, come on. We've all wanted more TNG action forever, right? Since since Nemesis in, what was that, 2000 and... When did Nemesis come out? 2000? I want to say early 2000s, like 2002 or so. Is, is that right? Let me check real quick. I'm going to pause. Yep, I was correct. So 2002. Uh, so 20... Huh. A little more than 21 uh, years, right? So it was like in the holidays. So a little more than 20 years because it was around the it was the holiday time, right, of, of 2002. So that would have been in 2022 would have been 20 years. So 20 years plus a couple months of finally getting the TNG. And we've seen a little bit of that. I mean, we, we, we've seen Riker. We've seen Troy in, in Picard already. Uh, have we seen anybody else? We saw, of course, we saw Data. Right. Um, trying to think. We didn't. We haven't seen Jordy or Beverly uh, before or Worf in the previous season. So, uh, yeah. And and Seven of Nine, of course, has been in, but the but she's not TNG technically. So, all right. So I think that's enough blather. Like I keep using that word. <laughs> yeah, we're all excited, right? It's Star Trek. It's Star Trek TNG back. People back. Um. I do hope that – I mean, I'm sure if it's received very well, and the last thing I'll mention, and we'll wrap this up, I, I have a feeling we will get something. Maybe we'll get a Titan show with that crew or whatever's left of it after the third season of who knows what's going to happen there. Or maybe we'll get a new crew of the Enterprise. Maybe it'll be some people from the Titan. Maybe who, – who knows how all this stuff finishes off. I mean, I think we all love the Enterprise. We all kind of wish for that uh, in in a way. I mean, I think that's one reason Strange New Worlds is kind of appealing. Uh, you know, we've got some familiarity there with the Enterprise and some of those characters. And they've done a good job, in my opinion, of stories and and just solid solid actors. Re- really, really good show. And uh, I'm, I'm super looking forward to the second season of that, probably as much as I'm looking forward to watching Picard Season 3. So, yeah, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this quicker, shorter cast. Uh, I did want to get something out on this. And in next week, I will be back actually next week with a full-blown show. I think the plan for next weekend is going to be doing, I want to play some old movie, sorry, not movie, mostly television credits and theme songs. I think I've done a show about that before, but uh, I'll try to pull out some different ones that you may not have heard and mention some shows you may not know of. 
maybe some shows that I've talked about before, but just shows that I really always like the way I would put it is when you get that little skip the credit thing at the beginning of like when you're watching streaming like on Netflix shows that I don't skip the the opening credits because I love the music or I love whatever goes on in the credits. Like one one show that that comes to mind is the old Buffy show. I always loved the opening credits. They were pretty quick uh, and fun. Uh, Game of Thrones was always fun to watch with all that weird, you know, model thing they had. If that was, I never really found out. Was that a was that all digitally created or was was that an actual? I think it was a physical model. So, uh, so yeah, that's the plan for next weekend. Uh, I hope everybody's doing well. Stay healthy. Stay well. Stay safe. And enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. In. In. Say sci-fi. Sci-fi. Can you do it all together? Say treks in sci-fi. Treks in sci-fi. Perfect. <laughs>